Hello and welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast chronicling the years 1990 through 1999. We are your hosts. My name is Chris Alfick. And I'm Connor Thompson. This week we will be chronicling a week in the 90s. That week is July 30th and we're dipping into August up to August 5th and right where the 90s began. I forget what year that is. 1983. 1983. Oh, the year of... um. Cruel Cruel Summer by Bananarama, I think. Who would know that? That song is a 90s song seven years early. Wow, that is some very specific knowledge. I really hope I'm right. I could be talking out my ass. It could have came out in like 85 or something. <laughs> I was going to say we're borderline professionals, but I feel th- I feel like it was uh, I feel like it was 83. Oh, man. All right. Let's jump in. July 30th. Oh, fuck. Uh, China Hailstorm Kills 33. This is out of Beijing. A hailstorm in the northern Chinese province of Hebei, Hebei? Sure. Uh, killed 33 people and severely injured 418, according to China News Science. Man, that is a bad way to start a week, but a hailstorm in July, that's intense. A hailstorm in July killing 33 people, that like, is... That's some big hail in yeah, the summer. it is. Uh, that is a cruel, cruel summer. Wow. Yeah, uh, also 1984, I was close. Oh, so close. Yeah. July 31st, keeping, with the, uh, keeping with the theme of death, uh, U.S. Yeah. murder toll nearing record high, Senate told. The nation's murder toll is headed towards a record high this year with an 8% expected increase in the number of slayings uh, that is attributable mainly to drug-related crime, the Senate was told today. Quote, if this pace continues... Uh, and there's every reason to believe it will, 1990 will be the bloodiest year in American history, said Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Joseph R. Biden. Hey, that hey, guy. Hey, Joe. Joe Joe Biden. Uh, the committee issued a forecast, this is, uh, this is a bad forecast, of 23,220 murders in America this year at the present rate. That is 2,000 or 8% over the 1989 toll. Uh, this total would also top the previous record of 23,400 murders in 1980. Scarce supplies of cocaine in the nation's major cities have contributed to the carnage, causing drug pushers to fight each other for turf, the committee said. Ah, cocaine. Cocaine, cocaine. Cocaine and cocaine accessories. Well, now, this committee, like, do you think uh, Joe Biden had to you know, get into into some of the street gangs and, and fight for some turf. He probably did. Joe Biden was a hell's angel. I don't know if uh, people know that. That That is a fact. Um, or if or if Joe knows that. But I mean, he was it was really a uh, inaugural uh, no, honorary process of uh, being a hell's angel. Um, I think he considers himself more of a hex angel. But oh, probably you know, those bikers, they hold they hold Joe close to their heart. Do you think the hell's angels eat ice cream? Yeah, everyone eats ice cream. Fucking Hitler probably ate ice cream. Wow, you heard it here. Stuck in the 90s. Hitler ate ice cream. That's from Chris Elphick and not Connor Thompson. <laughs> All right, August first. I'm saying he was. I'm saying bad people. <laughs> like everyone loves ice cream. I'm lactose yep. intolerant. I love the shit. August first, Relcom is created by the Soviet Union by combining several computer networks. Later in August, the Soviet Union got its first connection to the internet. Okay, that's a thing. Yeah, uh, but this is a better thing. Oh yeah, burrito defense. It helps man. Beat a murder charge. 
A Los Angeles jury acquitted a college student of murder Tuesday, persuaded in part by a two-year-old burrito that was discovered in the defendant's jacket pocket at the trial's close and hurriedly introduced as evidence to support his alibi. Edward Vasquez, a 23-year-old Cal State Los Angeles student, was acquitted of killing a security guard in September of 1988. Prosecutors claimed that Vasquez, wearing a white t-shirt, had stood in a central Los Angeles parking lot and, after an argument, gunned down 42-year-old Israel Martinez. The defendant insisted he was not the killer. He maintained that he was not wearing a white t-shirt and was a short but crucial distance away from the gun battle. Instead, said Vasquez, he wore a green jacket and, as the gunfire erupted, he was buying a burrito from a canteen truck parked on the other side of the lot. The jacket had been seized as evidence at the time of Vasquez's arrest and kept in law enforcement custody. The prosecution contended in the two-week trial that if Vasquez had been wearing the jacket, as he claimed, it would have been bloody. Yep. So hold on. Let's 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 get these things together. So the police show up. Yeah. Vasquez is, you know, accused. They take him into custody. They take his jacket. They put it into evidence. Now, they don't go through his jacket to parse everything out, or do they? find a burrito, and then just plop it back in there, throw it in an evidence bag, and think, well, I'm sure the burrito will hold, and just leave it there for two years. I, I also I don't know. What does a two-year-old burrito smell like? Uh, it's got to be, like, fossilized, like, rock hard, and it, I think the smell has, the, the bad smell is long past by this point. Incorrect. And it smells like justice. Damn it, you beat me to that. Yeah. <laughs> God damn oh. it. This is so good. Yeah. Uh, I, I love mean, good. Good for him. But oh, yeah. holy shit. Two year old burrito saves the day. Yeah. Also being, you know, like that, that would be a shitty two years when you're being charged with murder. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I hope he sued and, you know, got loaded. Probably didn't. Yeah. But. Another thing that uh, I didn't include from the article was I think the his major was like criminal and like law studies or something. The criminology. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. Let's see. August 2nd. The first ban on smoking in bars in the U.S. and possibly the world is passed in San Luis Obispo, California. Also today, Iraq invades Kuwait, eventually leading to the Gulf War. This is a garbage week. Yeah, it's a... I mean, I like the burrito. All right, August 3rd. Let's blast through a few headlines. Movie review. DuckTales makes mockery of tradition by Charles Solomon. Fuck you, Charles. We both love that movie. It is a masterpiece, and I didn't really read much of this review, but I didn't have to because I know that DuckTales was good. It certainly was. Goldblum, saving grace in Twisted Obsession. Uh, the 1990s were truly the, the blooming of Jeff Goldblum. It was a, a, gold, it was a golden era, a gold bloom era. And it really was. Yeah, I, even as early as July or August 1990, uh, Goldblum's already making his impact. Uh, I'm actually really looking forward to his role as the Grandmaster in Thor Ragnarok. Oh, I definitely am. He's the best part of that trailer. I mean, the trailer, it's the both of the trailers are really, really solid. I've watched them multiple times just because even if the movie sucks, which I think it'll actually be good, it's a really, like, if there is an award for best trailer... I think uh, I think the Thor trailers have uh, would have a good shot at them. I really managed to steer clear of all 
current movie news and that sort of thing. Like when I see a trailer, I want to see it for the first time. I don't want to know everybody who's in the movie, every little thing. So aside from 90s stuff, I really try not to touch it. So when I saw Jeff Goldblum in the trailer, it was so exciting. It is. uh, It's good stuff. Yeah. What else do we have this day? So we also have Japanese fund PhD program in Pittsburgh. So that's weird. Yeah. You know, I've always said that Pittsburgh is the Tokyo of Pennsylvania. Oh, my God. And closing out the day, Muscle Camp bulges with recruits. <laughs> for about for about $800, uh, newcomer bodybuilders lift weights and attend nutrition and training seminars during a week-long stay. And Chris wrote here, not now, chief. I'm in the fucking zone. Jaeger bombs. Fucking Jaeger bombs. Oh, my God. I, I actually do need a new haircut. Yeah? That's a that's a thing. Yeah, I'm like Summer haircut. Maybe a month away for me. No, I'm I'm right there. All right. Um, on to August 4th. Whatever the fuck the 1987 series Beauty and the Beast was ended today. Uh, I had no idea it, that this was a thing. It was a, uh, an American fantasy drama series on CBS, uh, an updated version of the fairy tale. Um, the relationship between Vincent, played by Ron Perlman. Oh my god. Yeah. A mythic noble man beast, and Catherine, Linda Hamilton, a savvy assistant DA in New York. Wow. Yeah. Let's close this horrible week out. August 5th, <laughs> Madonna ends her controversial Blonde Ambition tour in Nice, France. The last day was aired live and broadcast on HBO in the US and later released as Laserdisc only, which definitely withstood the test of time. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, I'd get a Laserdisc player if I could. They should. I mean, Laserdisc could make a comeback the same way vinyl has. Ooh, calling it now. Laserdisc becomes the new hipster thing. I mean... It could be, right? Like, you know, you get your Laserdisc pi- uh, combined with a digital download, you know? Oh, that's that's it. We're on to something. Yeah. Um, now what we're actually on to is going to be movies and music, probably. All right. Jumping into the box office. Uh, the number one top movie, Uncomfortable, Ghost. I don't know. Um, Patrick Swayze, Whoopi Goldberg. What's... Uh, to me more the, the song is that like oh my darling my something uh, yeah this, I've, I've seen this movie a few times touch. because i think it's one of my mom's favorites oh, i'm not a fan yeah at uh, number two we've got presumed innocent um who's in that hey harrison ford's in that now building on uh what i think you said last week when do we get presumed innocent two presumed innocenter Ooh, it's coming yeah it is coming what else is on this list die hard 2 die harder yeah <laughs> which is <laughs> one of the best movie titles of all time i'm really surprised this came out in uh in july or maybe late june because it's been in there for through five weeks yeah um because like, it's still a wintry movie yeah, it it definitely is. The domestic gross on this was over a hundred million. One seventeen. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. And I can't imagine this was a particularly high uh, high budget movie. Um, moving down the list at number eight, as we uh, as we mentioned earlier from that uh, that fucko's uh, shitty movie review, <laughs> Ducktales the movie that fucko debuted this week. Uh, uh, I mean, seriously, it's a kids movie. It's made for kids. We were kids. This movie was the fucking best. It was a fun movie, no doubt yeah. about that. Um, what else is on here? Total Recall at fourteen. 
My, that was my first nice. time seeing three boobs, and hopefully not my last. We can we can only hope. And uh, let's finish it off with uh, Back to the Future Part 3, which is clinging on after 11 weeks in the box office. Yeah, that's a long time. Yep. Okay, let's move on to music. So Chris has once again dug up Canada's only national 100 album survey, the RPM 100, that I'm pretty sure no one else knows about. It uh, It's archived somewhere on a Government of Canada website. I found it. I've bookmarked it. If I try to find it again without going through the bookmark, it will take hours. We might legitimately be the only people in 2017 talking about this. Yeah, I mean, if there's uh, like something with tracking their traffic on the Government of Canada website, they'll see such a strange blip on the little RPM section on, on their music archives. All right, let's let's pluck. Let's, well, we'll talk about the first few and pluck out a couple gems. So, yeah. at the top spot, we get New Kids on the Block with Step by Step. Obviously, a, a classic for the '90s at, at very least. Oh yeah. Uh, Sinead O'Connor's at two with I Do Not Want What I Haven't Got. We get the Pretty Woman soundtrack at three. <laughs> um, Madonna's at four with I'm Breathless, and Heart has is that Brigade? No. Yes, that says Brigade. That says Brigade. Yeah. It's, it's important to zoom in on small text. Yeah. Um, um, at number six, we've got, uh, I think you've said this is one of your favorite uh, album titles of the it, 90s. It really is. Please Hammer, Don't Hurt Him by MC Hammer. It's just so egocentric. It really is. Okay. Which, I mean, is kind of the definition of MC Hammer in 1990. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Poison on here, Little Phil Collins, Depeche Mode. These are names you all know, but there is actually one I want to talk about, and that's Kim Mitchell with I Am A Wild Party. This was live, a live album. Um, I don't know how many people really know about Kim Mitchell outside of Canada. So Kim Mitchell was a part of Max Webster. Um, in that song, like she comes across like diamonds, or it might, it might just be called diamonds. And then he went on to have his own separate music career. Kim Mitchell isn't huge, but he's pretty well known in Canada. Here's my yeah. beef. A number of years ago, Kim Mitchell became a radio DJ for Q107, which is was a classic rock and now is just a regular old rock station out of Toronto. My beef is that when he signed on, I'm pretty sure he had something in his contract saying that Q107 would have to play his songs you know, X number of times per day or week or whatever it is, because I am constantly hearing like three or four of his songs on that fucking station all the time. It's unlistenable. It seems like every time I tune in within a couple songs, oh, and here's Kim Mitchell with Patio Lanterns. Like, fuck, Uh, it is so painful. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, yeah, anytime I've tuned into Q107, I, I hear Patio Lanterns. Right? Um, I think, uh, yeah, Kim Mitchell might, tr- or Patio Lanterns at the very least, might be the uh, Desposito of Q107. Oh, it definitely is. <laughs> I have I have nothing. Okay, hold on. Uh, do you have anything to talk about before 19? Uh, no, I was pretty much going to skip right to that. I will do jump it. back a little bit to number eight. We've got Wilson Phillips by Wilson Phillips. Okay, yeah, yeah sure. That's, that's actually all I have to say about that, but I wanted to make a note of it. Okay, I'm on board with that. Yeah. And all at right. 19 friend of the show the twinkle in our eye michael bolton with soul provider do you think that like someday someone is going to reach out from michael bolton's camp and say like hey stop talking about michael bolton like that it makes him uncomfortable um i thought you were gonna say someone's gonna reach out and you know 
get him on the show or oh, get God. like a tweet or a shout out or something. That'd and be I was so gonna fun. say I was gonna say hell no, um, but maybe just a, a friendly please stop. Yeah, I could I could actually see that happening. You know what's gonna happen? Someone's like you, gonna reach out to him and he'll you know he'll tweet us, but he'll tweet at Stork in the '90s, and then we'll never <laughs> see it. That's what that, it, that's uh, what's gonna happen. That could happen. But I mean, hey, he's one of the reasons we make this podcast. He can help us go the distance. So good. All right, yeah. let's jump into some 90s news now. I was actually, I had the website pulled up, well, the Twitter feed pulled up to read off uh, this this picture that you took. So yeah. there's some big news, podcast listeners. I'm sure you're already aware of it, but Chris, go for it. All right, so creator of Rick and Morty, Justin Roiland, got his jug of Szechuan sauce. You bastard. Yeah, McDonald's sent it to him in a, in a pretty cool crate with... Um, with a pretty nice note. Um, Connor, you said you've got the image pulled up? Yep. All right, go for it. It reads, Justin, we finally did it. It took months, but we finally brought back some Szechuan sauce. We'll spare you the physics, but turns out Dimension C1998M is a dimension where it's always 1998. This is an in-joke from the show. 1998 every day. No smartphones, no social media. It's a weird, scary place. But they've got Szechuan sauce on the regular menu. So here we are with some precious cargo, the Szechuan sauce you remember, and some Sioux veneers from some dimensions that we tried along the way. We wish we could have brought more sauce though, but we couldn't risk keeping a portal like that open. Think about it. If you knew in 1998 the McDonald's would have all day breakfast in 2017, would you really want to stay in 1998? Of course not. If we left the portal open, we'd have puka shells, bucket hats, and boy bands as far as the eye could see. It's too risky, even for sauce as delicious as this. A few lucky fans will also get to experience the glory, but the first bottle in this dimension is for you. Stay swifty, Chef Mike. So that whole little speech comes from a portion of the show. I think this is a very well put together note. Yeah, it's a good play off of of the lore of the show and uh, working together a promotion for McDonald's in probably the best way possible. And, you know, it's, it's also speaking to us on a 1998 level. It certainly is. Yeah, yeah, so Rick has a rant in the show about leaving a dimension open to a 90s portal, and it's a whole Does thing. He? But this is, yeah, this is, like, that little rant was a rant that Rick gave to Morty, I think. I don't recall anything of the sort. Pretty sure that's a thing. Maybe I'm talking out of my portal hole. Ooh. All right. Um. Now, let's see. Uh, anything else to add about the Szechuan sauce? Uh, no, I think we jump on to the next one. Okay, other than I want, I want some of the sauce. Certainly do. I want the sauce. Um, now, this is something that may have actually passed under under the radar for a lot of people. So a little over a week ago, I think on July 21st, actor John Hurd passed away at the age of 71. For some of you, myself included, the name doesn't immediately ring any bells in the way that the passing of other actors, musicians, and famous people and whatnot have in the past year and a half. Um He had a long career spanning the 1970s up till 2016, but what really cements him, I think, uh, as a true part of the 90s is his role uh, in which we think he is most fondly remembered. That is, Peter McAllister, the father. (laughs) Yeah, so the actor who played Peter McAllister, and he he had a huge career, so like he he had lots of roles inspired lots of people um lots of people in the industry had a lot of kind words to say uh the actor who played marv uh wrote 
a huge, a huge thing about uh, how he met him, how he worked with him, and how Home Alone wasn't even a big, uh, a big memory of John Hurd for him, because as you know, one is Peter McAllister, who's never around when uh, when Kevin's there, and the Sticky Bandits. You know, they had no screen time together, so they only you know, saw each other a couple times on set. Um, But one thing that I think stuck out to us is shortly after his passing, Macaulay Culkin tweeted, quote, you will always be my father, no matter what, your son, Kevin, RIP John Hurd, uh, hashtag home alone, will always be a beautiful memory for all of us. That's so nice. It is. And also, have you seen Macaulay Culkin lately? I have not. He's, uh, He's looking a lot better. He's yeah, I think he's got a role in a new series coming up uh, sometime next year, maybe. I'm on board with the bounce back of Macaulay Culkin. Me too, specifically because it could mean what I have been calling for years, real Home Alone 3. Unfortunately, with the news that we just mentioned, uh, John Hurd, Peter McAllister won't be able to be a part of it, which is which is sad, but it could still happen in some way. Realistically, they could still work it into the story, like... They he was could. never around anyway. Well, yeah, they could. He could. He could visit his his grave or something like that. Something really heartfelt. And no, uh, I mean, I think it would be a really funny send off if he was always referred to as mm-hmm. alive. But where's Dad? <laughs> oh, he's at the grocery store. Like he's never there. That he's would just be constantly yeah. out. That would be. That would be good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, one more '90s news now update, and this one is yours as well. All right. So a couple months ago, I think I talked about how I made a trip to the dump and the dump was a shadow of its former self, of its 90s self, a big heaping pile of trash that you drove up on, dumped your shit and got out of there. It's now very organized. There's bins, there's supervision, there's, you know, health and safety rules everywhere. You're supposed to be wearing hard hats, I think, but I don't think they enforce that at least. It's not the dump, I imagine. Do you remember the Mr. Sparkle episode of The Simpsons? Oh, of course I do. Years ago, there someone made like a, a knockoff Mr. Sparkle bike jersey that <laughs> I wanted so bad. That's so good. But yeah, they go to a dump in that episode, and it's the dump I remember. It's a big heaping pile of trash, and it is beautiful. A couple weeks ago, we didn't do a dump run. We had some. Uh, we had an old rusty metal locker at work to get rid of, so we found a scrap metal yard. Okay. And this, this was as close to what I remember the dump being as I think can exist in the modern world. There were just big heaping piles of metal trash. We rolled up. We weighed in. They said, go over there. We went over there, threw the locker out. And it was just, it was dingy. It was gross. But there was so much cool stuff around. And I kind of wanted to rummage. But seeing as I was on the clock, I didn't. But man, it was pretty cool. We also got 17 bucks for that locker. Oh, nice. I think it was a mistake that you didn't rummage. I mean, you could have taken even just a minute or two to do a quick quick go through oh yeah at the very least i could have got like some some like a really cool metal thing maybe an old tv probably tetanus you know definitely tetanus yeah yeah okay that's pretty good so at at least there's something out there exactly if you want to experience the dump and your dump has become a modern landfill check out a scrap metal yard (laughs) 
And now to the opposite side of things. Uh, this week's 90s spotlight. This week's 90s spotlight is on nature's spotlight, the sun. It's the quintessential element of summer, providing hours and hours of warmth and wonderful light with which you can explore your community. For us back in the 90s, as obviously as we were kids, that meant riding our bikes, skateboarding, heading down to the local corner store with a few quarters in our pocket, desperately digging for the mythical white or blue freezy that must be hiding below all the grape leftovers. It wasn't. To be fair, uh, later, like in come my teenage years, I came to prefer the grape freezy over all others. And that was a revelation. I'm I'm all about the grape and the orange. The blue is good. I don't like the white too much. That's insane. The yeah. white is delicious. What is, what flavor is white anyway? Best. Best. This it is just tastes uh, like good. We got grape, we got orange, we've got fucking wild berry, and we've got best. Yep. Those are the flavors of Freezy. Well, the sun, I think, was also an important part of 90s pop culture. Do you remember when Mr. Burns blocked out the sun in 1995? That bastard. Yeah. And the frightening baby sun thing that rose and set in each episode of the Teletubbies. Haunts my dreams. Yeah, which is also inaccurate because, you know, the sun is approximately 4.5 billion years old, about halfway through its lifespan. So it shouldn't be a baby. It should be like some crotchety, you know, a guy in his 40s. You know, he just had a long day at work. He's he's ready to go home and crack open a beer, not some fucking baby. Wow, you are really looking forward to your midlife crisis. It's going to be interesting. Uh, <laughs> you know, Music 2 was not uh, immune from the sun's influence. Do you remember Soundgarden's hit song, Black Hole Sun? Mm. Even here in Canada, the sun was making its impact by the late 90s with uh, Canadian band Len and their maybe hit, hit-ish song, Steal My Sunshine. I would say that the sun is definitely important part, uh, definitely an important part of music. So many summer hits invoke feelings of being out and about in the sun, relaxing, being active, and enjoying just the uncomplicated summers of the 1990s, you know, without your cell phone, without... It's just, it was a good time. We'd love for you all to take some time this week to go outside with nothing in your pocket except for a few dollars. Go for an unencumbered walk free from your phone, earbuds, and all that other stuff that jangles around and weighs you down. Take the bike out for a spin. Stop in at your local corner store and do a deep dive for that white freezy. Maybe you'll find a Flintstones push pop. Man, those were good. They were good. Now, oh, they're so good. Here's the here's my problem. Do they still make Flintstones push pops? I have no idea, but maybe if you dive deep enough in the freezer, you will find old ones. That's that that is my concern right there. Uh how freezer burnt is a potentially 20-year-old Flintstones push pop. If you find one, send us a picture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For the love of all things summer, please just go out and enjoy it because as always, winter is coming. Yeah. Ooh. Have you uh, have you seen the last episode? Oh, absolutely, I have. Yeah, uh, maybe we'll talk when we're uh, when we're done recording because um, stuck in the '90s is a Game of Thrones spoiler-free zone. Yeah, I can say about the episode that it was light on one thing but heavy on another. I could say that it was fuck. I'm just trying to come up with something vague and uh, I did and like meaningless. it. I thought it was a good one. It, I, I, yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into shoutouts. I don't think we should name the listener, uh, you know, just for for privacy reasons. That's yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, that that's fair. Um, let's let's just let's just call him RJ. Okay, we would like to give a very solid shout out to our buddy RJ, 
who recently liked our page. Uh, <laughs> go, you go ahead. I can't. I can't get through it. All I was right. laughing so hard at the time of writing some of these notes. Um, I'm back and forth in between Facebook <laughs> and some of our other research res- uh, research sources. Yeah, and I'm just inundated with notifications. So. A uh, fellow that we're just going to refer to as RJ liked our page and uh, just started liking liking episodes. So I got yeah. seventeen notifications. Normally, when that happens, one of one of two things have gone on: one, I have done something extraordinary, or two, I have fucked up. Having not done anything extraordinary, I was not excited to find out what what I had done. No, it was just this this person going back and like seriously doing a a deep dive for the white freezy that is our podcast oh man went way back yeah um so big shout out to you rj um you hopefully know who you are because well if you liked uh if you liked eight ten maybe 17 of our episodes uh (laughs) i don't think there was multiple of you doing that last week you're a fan of us and we are a fan of you yeah um anything else to add it's getting hot in here i don't think so yeah that uh that summer sun is beaten down as always you can find us online at facebook.com slash stuck in the 90s podcast stuck in the 90s podcast.com stuck in the 90s podcast at gmail.com if you would like to be a ten dollar sponsor hey we don't have a sponsor this week you know what um rj you are our sponsor you have brought us the episode this week shout out to you and all your facebook notifications for really bringing us just bringing it to the people this week because you have imbued us with some of that 90s energy that we use to get through the podcast this week uh, much like much like the sun imbues plants with energy through photosynthesis you you have photosynthesized some energy in our souls we have absorbed your likes you are you are michael bolton this week you are our soul provider wow yeah, uh, where did I leave off? Instagram, Stuck in the 90s podcast, Twitter, SIT90s. Um, again, you can be stuck in the, you can be a Stuck in the 90s $10 sponsor. Drop us a line on really anything. Facebook or email is probably the most preferable. And, you know, we'll plug your wares. You can, you can steal our sunshine. You can be our sunshine. Um, you know, whatever. I think that's a good one. Um, okay, I don't think I have anything else to add. All right. Next week, we will be doing an episode in the 90s. Probably not 1990, because yeah, that's what not. this episode was. You know what? I'll actually, uh, next week we're doing 99. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Um, August 6th through something, maybe 12th. 12th. Okay. Hey, we haven't done that in a while. August 6th through 12th, 1999. We will see you next week. And for now, the podcast, podcast is, now is now at over. an end.